Hello, welcome everyone to The Caring Instinct. We're both quite excited about this episode, I think, because we're going to do something a bit different. We're going to have a look at some fictional characters, starting with Encanto, explore some of the, the makeup of the family, maybe some of the individual characters and what comes up for us and have an explore. Encanto so and, some, and some bad singing. Oh, I don't know, maybe you've got a great singing voice. Maybe we'll leave that one for people to find out. We'll find I can give out. me a clue though. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> we do end up reading the songs. You can't read it's them impossible. out without no. doing it with the tune. So. <laughs> just be something we have to go through. Let's see. Yes, did you watch I it then? Yes, for I don't know because that uh, was your first proper time, time wasn't it? It was properly when I could actually sit there and watch it without always doing something else and running after my baby but Encanto is very special in your family isn't it <clears throat> yeah so we watched it where well, this time last year actually we watched it in Colombia my wife's from Colombia and we went there for Christmas last year so we it first became available then as well and I remember Monica talking about it a few years before it came out as well because it was uh, everyone in Colombia knew it was you know there's a Disney movie it was about coming. Colombia oh. coming the singers that are going to be doing it, Carlos Vives, a big singer. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're Who, all excited. He? he is like the um, whose voice? Know, I mean, the Robbie Williams of of uh, <laughs> Colombia. I mean, whose whose voice? He does the song um, in Canto, one of the main songs. Okay. Mirabel does the song about the gift. Yeah. Yes. And comes his song. Do you know what? When we first started, (laughs) not this time, when we first started working together, I was saying to my husband, I've got to read up on Colombia because all I know about it is in Canto. And then, of course, I meet your wife, Monica, and she says, In Canto, I love it. Colombia is just like that. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it has. They've, they've done a yeah. good. Well, Monica tells them they've done a good job of the, the little things of, of oh, the, the details. Columbia. Now I'm just one of the things I like is the the, yeah. um, the the river that runs. It's got uh, like rainbow colours. Is an actual real river in Colombia that runs. I think it's seven different colours. It's only just been opened up to be able to go and visit and see recently because it used to be held by um, FARC or the paramilitary. So it, it used to be not safe to go and see, but now mm. you can go and see. And they've oh, all been it's kind amazing. Of kept really, you know, they've not been changed at all. It's kept a lot of its magic like that. Amazing. A lot, I say. Mm. So for me, Encanto, I'd also been really looking forward to the big release because of. Lin Manuel Miranda, who's probably you know my f- favorite creator, musician, songwriter, theater person. So like the pandemic was all Hamilton on repeat, and Moana is a big one for me. Uh, so I had really high expectations for Encanto, and then it took time to grow on me. But the it film. really mean, has yes, yeah. the movie. Mm. You mean as you were watching it, or yes, since uh, in the many times that I, you know, couldn't yeah. watch it properly with the kids, and then finally got yeah, yeah. to really watch it. Ah, oh, there's so much there. And yeah, the way we did this as well is we each picked a few characters to focus on. I kind of went a bit everywhere with mine, to be honest. We're looking at the youngest generation. The cousins and siblings, yeah, Mirabelle, Louisa, Isabella, and Isabella, Dolores, Dolores. What if they all came to a therapist separately or all together? Yeah, 
What would be what would be curious? What kind of dynamics would they? might we be Do you think they would? In? Well, interesting question, isn't it? If, if they were, no, when a child comes to therapy as well, it's, no, it's normally not the child who's saying, can I go to therapy, please? True. It's normally the parents or the, maybe someone else, a, a teacher or someone suggests it, which is quite interesting in itself. And my, would they? Mm, no, it feels like it's a, quite a big community there. So, and normally when you have those things, they try and solve things kind of in-house, don't they? More or less successfully. Yeah. Successfully in a Disney movie. But I can imagine growing up Mirabelle being in therapy and really doing the work. Yeah. Because she sees the value of vulnerability and well, doing the work, yeah. Mm? Yeah, and she's very uh, unique in that, you know, rather ironically in that she doesn't have a gift. Yes. She sees yeah. an outsider in that sense. She she is. So I think, you know, if we were looking at Mirabel at the beginning, to me there's a duality uh, to her. On the one hand, she is an outsider in her own family and she desperately needs to belong. So if we look at, you know, Gordon Newfold has developed these stages of how our attachment develops. Yeah. Observed, shall we say. So the first one we start with the attachment through senses for infants. They always need to be close, they need to be held, see us, hear us. Then we can stretch that invisible string a little bit longer. Um, they start to attach through sameness. That's where my one-year-old is now. He wants to to be exactly like, like us, do everything exactly like us. He's learning at this incredible speed because of that, of course. But everyone, everyone who's ever been around a toddler knows how strong this pull for sameness is. And then the next one is the big one for belonging and loyalty. Mm-hmm where children want to be part of the team. And that's what Mirabelle can't get. So I would say that's where her relational trauma is. She, she is not She's not one of them. She is and she isn't. And, oh, that... Yeah, she uh, isn't, the, she isn't. Yeah. You, you feel like a bit, with, especially with her, maybe her parents. She, oh, that is, is so that lovely. Is a bit, isn't it? But in the wider, there's still, it's not enough. For in, yes. the, in the white in the extended family, in particular with grandma, yes, abuela, abuela. That means grandma, doesn't it? That means grandma. Yeah, the formal grandma. Oh, I, the formal. Yeah, Tita is is like nan. Nan. Okay, yeah. but oh my word! At the beginning, when they do this flashback to Mirabelle, who is about to receive her gift, and then she doesn't. And when Abuela prepares her for the ceremony and that just love and light in Abuela's eyes for her and she never looks at her the same after that. Mm. When she's about to get her gift, she's so special to Abuela and then she's just, Mirabel, what are you doing? Behave, just be a bit quieter, please. Be a bit, be a bit less, please. Yeah. And what we're not sure about is that might not be how she really feels about her, but it might just be her own frustration or, as you hear the story as well, she she actually has a sense that the magic is fading anyway as well. So 
is it her own feelings coming in that's and that mirabelle just picks up on as well so at first mirabelle is the future gift she's special because she will have the gift and then she is what abuela actually fears and it's, yeah. act, it's actually never about mirabelle herself it's about that yeah. gift or absence of it exactly but for a child for mirabelle she won't see it that way that seeking in her is very drives for that emotion seeking motion is very alive and you know i would say in, in the language of, of gordon you fred as well she's a, she's uh, at work for uh achieving that stage of attachment in the in the community uh, you can see how consuming it is <gasps> she's working so hard she's yeah. so trying to be helpful it's so painful to watch <laughs> Yeah. And her mom sees that. Her mom, her gift is with, uh, curing people with a bit of homemade bread. I know several mothers like that. Yeah, yeah, records. <laughs> and so, yeah, in contrast to the others, like uh, Louisa is super strong and uh, mm. Dolores is super sensitive, can hear can hear a sound a mile away. A mile or, away. Or what they say. And um, these gifts, that, that kind of... Uh, that maybe that what's believed to their belonging and that that uh, attachment relationship it kind of works in that sense the work is working for them for louisa for, for dolores yeah, yeah. so but, everything is perfect for them but, yeah but it's still of. not enough right mm. it's still not even though it's working there's something missing it's still not okay another metaphor that i love is the cookie cutter that our attachment conscious, uh, how we are invited to be, how much yeah. of us is invited to be. So for the sisters and the cousins with a gift, for Louisa, for Dolores, for Isabella, what's invited is very much their gift, yeah. their gift first, and themselves very much second. Yeah, and everything around it. And there might be other parts more invited as well, along with the gift, maybe happiness and manners and mm. those things. But yeah, there'll be a, there's a lot excluded. And the, the opposite of the gifts is kind of the main thing that's excluded as well, isn't it? So for Louisa's weakness, um, what would be the opposite of sensitivity? Hard, <laughs> being hard. <laughs> they, don't, they don't go into that. But that... Um one of the older uh, generations, the one who, for whom the weather reflects, who affects weather yeah. with her emotions. Yeah. And it's always, oh, you've got a cloud, you've got a... Tia Peppa. Tia Peppa? Ah, uh -huh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You've got a cloud, get rid of the cloud. Positive thoughts. Yeah, yeah. The cloud's not welcome. Yeah. And I, actually, I'm confused. Is that her gift? Her gift is yes. She yeah. basically makes weather by she can being make weather, that's yeah, it. yeah. And she's but, the parent to um, Dolores and uh, Louisa, I think, with Felix. So what's interesting for me about the just generally with the family as well is this idea of, like you mentioned, the how attachment unfolds through the senses and then through sameness and then through uh, belonging and it. There actually is more as well, but how maybe there's this stuckness there in the family of that attachment unfolding at belonging. And what's interesting is it's stuck in both Mirabelle, where the work is not working because she hasn't got a gift. She hasn't got that invitation. 
and or maybe hasn't got a big enough invitation you might say mm-hmm. and with the others like Louisa Dolores the, the ones with the gift where everything's going really well with their gifts but you see from getting to know the characters all is not well underneath you know uh, I think Louisa Strong is, is the surface pressure one I'm not going to sing it but um, yeah when you find out all about what's going on for her underneath it all how it comes I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we can do spo- what do they say spoiler alert we can talk about what happens go on yes <clears throat> how the movie ends is they find they find their rest in these uh, in their roles and their gifts don't become they're not they're not work for the family anymore there's something that that there's kind of a, like a disidentifying with it it's still part mm-hmm. of them and they can use it but they really find rest in it and they find rest in in relationship especially with abuela and in the community the whole community comes and builds the house back up and 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 is there to support them and uh, you know i like that that another quote from all true growth comes from a place of rest and it's uh, you know and by rest, film, yeah, so we don't mean happens, sleep in this case. We mean rest from the work of relationship. Rest from the work of having to earn the love. Exactly, yeah. Because you can take it for granted. Yeah, and then that's where the, that pressure comes, and then life can start to unfold. No mistakes, no pressure. You nearly sang it there. I nearly did. I wonder if this is the story in real life of a gifted child, like an infant prodigy, and what people see is the gift, is the, I don't know, ice skating, piano, playing, whatever it is, sports. So he's young football star first, and everything else, where is everything else? And, and there's so much work in that gift. It's very easy to start to believe that you are loved for your gift and that that might partially be true. And you've got to find out whether the invitation is bigger, whether the invitation of this relationship is actually bigger than your gift. Yeah. And hopefully it is. Yeah, and it's really hard for the adults in the community to get. Just because the invitation isn't big enough, it doesn't mean that the invitation is not there or that they don't just love the children for just for their gifts it's they cherish it but that's not necessarily what the, what the child gets it's like really hard mom, to do that dark really hard to find that out like mirabelle's mum, she's so loving i look at her and i think oh i'd be saying exactly the same things you are just as special as all other children you you are i wish she says i wish you could see yourself the way I see you because she is very special for the mom. And the mom is trying to like build her up. Look, you're so you're so cool, you're so smart, you're so amazing. But the mom won't go into that dark place with her where into where she is with like yes, I've not I've not gotten a gift. I'm not enough for particularly Abuela to yeah. that l- to that place of loss that's also something that her mom unfortunately 
cuts out. So even though she's really supportive, there isn't a depth in that relationship, I feel. Yes, that's a good spot as well. It's, it's mm. very easy for us to do as parents as well. We want to fix the problem or put the light, shine the light on something more positive or... And it doesn't yes. mean that this is not, it's not true and which this is true, but sometimes you just got to go into those really uncomfortable go places, the, hard, the uncomfortable hard places with children. And the, the beauty of that is when you do, uh, and you can do that in the context of a relationship, someone who loves you as well, that's where the resilience comes. And, you know, you can, the child gets the message that what they're going through is actually very normal and, we all go through that and to some degree at some point as we go we all have our different uh, mixtures and what your experience your feelings are all they can be normalized and you can really feel them and and move through them and then it's again it's that thing you can maybe you can find rest in them yes as opposed to working really hard to, to uh, because these things get lost where, where does the work become is you're working hard to get rid of the feelings of not belonging or are you working hard to belong? It gets it gets muddier then. Mm. It gets very mm -hmm. muddy, mm -hmm. and that's why it's maybe it's ultimately even when it works, it's not successful. Yeah, it doesn't stop. It is on fine breast. Yes, and I started talking about the duality in um, Mirabel for me. So one thing is there's big trauma, relational trauma on the level of belonging, and but uh, on the other hand. She's grown into this big community, like you say. She She's probably a little bit on the outside, so she doesn't have to be so focused on that gift and on being yet another star in that constellation. So she develops amazing people skills. She's really got a lot of social savvy. She really reads people and... Uh, she looks after the little ones in the family. Do you know, it starts with uh, when the little girl says to her, oh, maybe your gift is being in denial. But I don't yeah. think she's in denial. I think she's in denial when it comes to looks because that's what Abuela wants. Everyone there in the family works for the looks. Uh, so she, oh, I'm just as special as everyone else. Well, I'm part of the family. But she is in touch with her own feelings. Now, yeah. when she says, don't be upset or mad at all, I'm not thinking don't feel regret or sad at all. Yeah. She says don't, but she does feel it all. As opposed to someone who would just stifle that part of them. Yeah, yeah. And there's loads of great things about the... Um the family and the community uh, coming off the back of that as well, having um, so many aunts, uncles and uh, an abuela and older siblings and cousins stuff will be around and you can see how they, these feelings, on uh, the experiences unfold and they kind of bounce off each other as well and can go to each other. Very unlike people's experiences of families around the world and in the, you know, here in the UK, especially where it's more, we're more isolated with one parent or two parents, maybe not even seeing much of one parent a lot, or and and they're doing, you know, the roles of abuela, the uncle, the auntie, the dad, the what the mum says, is, and we're a bit, being a bit nitpicky with the family, maybe in what they do, but maybe yeah. it's not as important when it's a community as well, because this you just 
you bounce off the skills of other as you pick things up more seamlessly but for us mm, as parents it's like okay olga you have to do everything you know you have, be to, be everywhere, yeah. you have to be the teacher you have to be the uh you have to discipline you have to pick them up after they've been disciplined you have to do all these things and it's kind of it's futile really Yes, it's what, again, Gordon Newfield calls be the agent of utility and the angel of comfort. And in yeah. many cultures, these, these are different people. You know, in yeah. a more uh, traditional, like, authoritarian parenting culture, the dad, the father is the disciplinarian and the mother is the angel of comfort. In some cultures, the parents are the disciplinarians and the grandparents are there to say, oh no, was mom mean to you again? Come here. And we have to do it all at the same time. Set the boundary and yeah. give comfort. Yes, yeah. and accept their feelings about yeah. it. Maybe it's not well, maybe it's too hard, maybe it doesn't go as the way we think it might go and we're more likely to turn inwards or go, well, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? Or it can really kind of cave in on parents, I think. Yes, that saying, oh, kids are more resilient than we think. Well, kids in a big community actually become more resilient and can handle the relatives, the friends that we think might be a bad influence. Like um, Mirabelle had an invitation. She saw place for Bruno in the community who had been checked out because he wasn't positive enough. Is that how you see it? Is that how you? It's the positive. Oh, I, oh well, I get the positive. Yeah, but also maybe he was dangerous, wasn't he? For the he was for the magic. yes, a bit of both. He had the magic though, but he saw bad things all the time, or at least that's it, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, he saw bad things, and it was too. You know, the the most important thing, the number one priority of Abuela and the friend was to preserve the magic. And, and that's he essentially what we come down to over, and that's more important than the relationships with within the family. Yeah, and he had the connection with the future, and Abuela's basically afraid of the future. Yeah. Oh, I have so much compassion and for back, Abuela too. Go on. Back to when you were talked about um, Mirabel's mom, I can't remember her name, but being able to go to those dark places as well. It's only when Abuela can... She finds Mirabelle on the uh, the riverside, back to mm. the place where she last saw her husband, and they had that separation with the three kids. And he went off to the to to fight Try and for the stop land. Those horsemen, <coughs> yeah, yeah. And they never. It was only when she went back to that dark place could she came out the other side, and she could see everything more clearly. And how much she was driven by her fear. Yeah. Oh, and then when Casita f falls down and Abuela sits there, and oh my word, how how they did it, the the animation, but you can see it in her face that she is just, I knew it. This is so familiar to her. This is not a shock. This is what she had been fearing her whole life. Yeah. Nothing she is just, just this resignation. Yeah. And that was her own work, wasn't it? Mm, so her armor's fallen down. Yeah. And she had to find the real things. Yeah. 
and to do that she had to experience, go back into her experience of what happened find those feelings again and then she could see you can imagine Mirabel going up to her before that moment at the beginning of the mm. and telling her the same truth of what it and she wouldn't be able to see it yeah I was gonna say who would go to your therapist I can see like a grown-up Mirabel going to your therapist like later on and working through all that Abuelo the at the beginning the Abuelo of the beginning of the moon, movie would have never gone to a therapist. It's not a done thing. Yeah. But maybe at the end. Maybe at the end. But I do like the way that the problems are kind of solved in the community as well and that they mm. they, they don't need to outsource things as well like maybe you would do with a therapist of thing. They're, ah. they are the, the, they're the answers to all the problems of the family. Is from within and yeah there's a lot of wrong turns and it doesn't work out but there's still that everyone still has that belief feels like that you know we all know what to do here is a therapist who says don't go to a therapist work it out in your community <laughs> i'll take that back <laughs> <laughs> have you seen have you seen wednesday no. The, the, no there's a tiny town and there's one therapist in this town and everyone goes to this therapist it's um so professional and confidential i haven't uh i haven't watched it to the end because i've got my uh, suspicions about the therapist but we've got to sing at the Bruno. end that's because we don't talk, talk about, about Bruno. Bruno. Oh, yeah, no, actually, you know, uh, I thought it was interesting how, you know, when he, she meets Bruno. Yeah. Bruno's obviously been, he's the outcast. Yeah. He's had to live on his own. And you see all these coping mechanisms in him come up. Like he, there's a part where he changes into different characters and morphs into someone else. And uh, not morphs, like the, the gift from the other tell one. Tell me, he, tell me, I, I forget. He, mm -hmm. he puts a bucket on his head or something and does an impression of oh, someone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he does it a few different times. And you can just see his kind of distancing himself from himself there. Oh, it's wow. Kind of like I didn't a, pick up on that. A flight of, from uh, vulnerability because uh, of the pain of living as an outcast. You know, there's, an, there's a, a glimpse of how he's kind of survived being a part of that family but being being outcast I thought and that all was the superstitions he creates this he throws salt over his shoulder all the time yeah yeah you're not meant to take salt from the hand if you're in Colombia by the way aha uh -huh. in Ukraine if you spill salt you'll have you'll quarrel yeah yeah there will be a fight yeah because yeah. apparently salt was expensive so yeah the other mm -hmm. thing about Bruno as well is this um, the the visions as well. That's another big part of the of the culture in Colombia and, and South America and Peru is the ayahuasca as well, and where you go and you you have those visions and you see, and it's a very dark. You know, it can be a very dark, noble place to go. You, but he is too chaotic. These visions are too uncontrollable for Abuela. That's not what we can put. put put into a beautiful picture of, of a perfect family yeah and that's that gift's not being accepted and uh, that's interesting as well because you know what happens in western cultures some, when something like that's not working not accepted we tend to go straight away to there must be a problem with that person 
Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's a disorder there. Pathologize. You, know, you can see our scope with pathology. Yeah, you can see that happening with Bruno. We could pathologize him and, you know, oh, 100%. Yes. There's something wrong with him as well. Where, where when you look at it more in the context of, of the family and attachment, coping mechanisms and. Ah. And it's a it's a very different lens to look at someone through. Absolutely. Do you know what I do? That I'm I'm looking Bruno and I'm starting to, okay, which that that's some disorder. There's uh, there yeah, could be there could be a diagnosis AOT. there. Yes, yeah. but painfully superstitious. Um, yeah, the the unhygienic and and all the rats and all that. But if you put it back into the puzzle of attachment. Yeah, it makes sense as coping and you mechanisms. See, as soon as he gets that invitation back into the community, we only get a glimpse of him at the end, but he just all the coping just melt away and he's just back to to the real Bruno. Yes. Yeah. So we did there. talk about Bruno. We did talk about Bruno. Oh, that was fun. We've got more planned and please let us know your favorite Disney movie. It will be nice to talk about it in the comments to make another show about it and we've got something amazing planned for the end of the month our favorite children's author and illustrator debbie gliori will be on our podcast and we can't wait and this is something you don't want to miss because she is amazing and wise on so many levels so thank you for tuning in Thank you. Yeah, and yeah, let us know what uh, Disney film or maybe another film like Wednesday you suggested we could look into. That was quite fun. And join us on Instagram, The Caring Instinct, or Facebook, or both. And looking forward to more. Bye.